How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Update for Wednesday, January the 5th, 2022. Hello, I hope you are well. And uh, hey, we got some gaming news to talk about. Let's get into it. The first thing I would like to mention is the announcement of Death Stranding Director's Cut, which is going to be released on PC this spring. So the original version of Death Stranding is obviously on PC, but the Director's Cut is only on PlayStation right now. So now they're saying that this version, which actually brings enhanced visuals, new missions, new features, combat mechanics, tons of stuff, uh, is finally going to be heading to PC this year. That is about all of the details that we've gotten, but if you were waiting for that, then there it is. If you've never heard of it, Death Stranding is a game from Hideo Kojima, noted designer of Metal Gear Solid, and it's definitely a unique one. A lot of people refer to it as a, like a mail delivery simulator, but obviously a lot more complex than that. It's one of those games that you either really, really love or just don't get. Anyway, feel free to check it out. Okay, so we have a report here about video games in China. For those of you who don't know, about nine months ago, China initiated a freeze on video game approvals. Because in order to publish a game in the country, you need to get approved by the government. And that was actually after they instituted some regulations about how often children would be able to play games during the week. Now, there's this figure going around, everybody's saying that about 14,000 development studios have now shut down because of this freeze on approvals, going out of business because they're not able to sell their games. Uh, according to some analysts, the truer number is closer to something like 1,000 companies. And when they did this freeze before in 2018, it was much, much worse. But of course, if it continues, then it will be along the same path as 2018. Anyway, I just think that what goes on with China and gaming is, is such a unique aspect of the industry that we don't see very often, at least certainly not at that scale, where the entire industry is effectively just shut down right now in terms of new content. And this is exactly why Chinese conglomerates like Tencent and NetEase uh, invest so heavily in non-Chinese companies because they're able to keep their profits going without being at the whims of the government. Something I missed in the last couple of days is that Valve recently revealed the best-selling games on Steam through the year 2021. And I figured I would share with you at least the ones that released in the year 2021, which are Naraka Blade Point, New World from Amazon, Battlefield 2042, and Valheim. And all of that is measured by total revenue, which is game sales, in-game transactions, DLCs, and I've got to say, when you look at the full list, you probably wouldn't have been surprised. Apex Legends, GTA V, Dead by Daylight, PUBG, and then in amongst them all is the indie survival game Valheim. Just goes to show how much that game outperformed expectations. Xbox recently did a very interesting partnership with the fashion company OPI. In particular, they're going to be releasing an Xbox-themed nail polish collection in 12 different colors with very fun names like Achievement Unlocked and You Had Me at Halo. So hey, if you're into nail polish, it might be worth checking out that collection. If you buy it, then you're able to get some in-game content for Halo Infinite and Forza 5. And you also get the chance to win a custom Xbox controller, which I've got to say have quite the nice color to them. And hey, that's about it for news. It's the early part of the year, so I've kind of got to scrape the bottom of the barrel. But before we go, I just want to let you know about a few games heading to the subscription services. On the Xbox Game Pass, we've got some huge games, including the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Outer Wilds, and Spelunky 2. 
All of those are very big games with tons of critical acclaim. They've also got some other indie games in that batch. Over on PlayStation Plus, I neglected to mention yesterday that the release of Deep Rock Galactic was actually going to be included in the list of free games for PlayStation Plus. So I'd highly encourage you to check it out, uh, as I talked about yesterday. They're also giving away Dirt 5, the racing game, and Persona 5 Strikers, the latter of which was only on PlayStation 4. And then I'll remind you once again, if you have Amazon Prime, check out your Prime gaming details, because they're giving away tons of great games there. Okay, folks, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in, greatly appreciated. If you have any comments, questions, feedback, feel free to drop it in thegamingobserver.com slash discord. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, yeah, normally I wouldn't talk about things like, you know, the Xbox partnership with a nail polish company, but at the same time, I'm also like, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> I think it's very easy to be cynical when a company does a marketing partnership or sponsorship or anything like that, because, well, that's what it is. They just want you to spend money on them. And sometimes it can come across as like, hey, give us money, as opposed to actually doing something valuable that you want to spend money on in, in, intuitively. But, you know, in this case, if you're somebody who is into nail polish and you're a gamer, this is a pretty, this is, it's a nice collaboration. You get stuff in the game and you get stuff that is like branded nail polish. Now, I will say, as somebody who is not into nail polish, uh, I don't know if there's a thing about like th everything but the nail polish, if that makes sense. I know that probably doesn't make sense. What I mean is when somebody buys a pop figure, a Funko Pop, they're not buying it so that they can, like, play with it. They're not buying it so that there's any function for it. They're buying it because of what the box looks like. They want to be able to show people, look, I got this huge collection of these Funko Pops. And I'm wondering if nail polish is the same thing. Like, I'm sure they use the nail polish, but do they keep the bottles afterwards for collection? I say they, I mean you, if you are somebody into nail polish. Is there value in being like, hey, this is an Xbox nail polish, a gamer nail polish, rather than shade of red number seven? Again, cynically, we can look at that and be like, okay, this is clear marketing. But maybe there's some fun in there as well, if as long as the product is quality. Conversely, I will say, as somebody who's not into nail polish, again, uh, I want to buy that simply because the controllers look so cool. They're so pleasing to the eye. It's not a guarantee that you'll get it, but... Like, that's a quality controller, I'll tell you what. Same with the in-game content, I don't know, I feel like it's a, it's a good opportunity, anyway, if you happen to fall into that demographic. And Xbox is always doing stuff like this, right? They did the mini-fridge. They're very creative with that stuff. Also, uh, I was very, very pleasantly surprised to see what was heading to the Game Pass as, as a Game Pass subscriber, but also like, oh my god, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition came out last year. It was this huge, huge release for EA. Tons of people talking about it, playing it. Mass Effect, one of the biggest franchises in the industry. And now they're just giving it away for 10 bucks a month. Like, what? The quality here of these services just continues to blow me away. I'm super excited to play the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I think I'm probably going to get to it sometime this year. Uh, as somebody who has tried to play the first Mass Effect many times, but was put off for various reasons. I hope that this remaster will help solve those problems. And then, I mean, Outer Wilds, thank God. I've never had the chance to play that, and I need to. Spelunky 2, I probably won't play, even though it's uh, right up my alley. I never got around to Spelunky. And every time I've seen video of it, I'm like, yeah, this looks fun, but it, you know, I've got other stuff to play.
unfortunately. But also, I didn't need Spelunky to come to the Game Pass. If, if I was going to play it, I would have bought it. Those games are so cheap, you know? It's kind of, kind of stupid how cheap they are. Anyway, outside of all of that, uh, what's going on? Oh, you know what's going on? I am, like, freaking insane at writing resumes and cover letters. I'm just going to say it. I think I've said before on this show, but when Shelby and I apply to something, we usually take, like, four to six hours on the application to basically rewrite the resume every single time, and obviously the cover letter to be custom, use all of the words that they use, and make it very clear that we are the best people for the job, or at least the most passionate people for the job. I gotta tell you, I think my success rate is something like 75% on submitted applications. I haven't even had to do a lot of them because I keep hearing back. (laughs) So either we're getting super, super lucky, or all of the work is worth it. I've legitimately been thinking about like, man, is there anything I like, can I turn those skills into a job of some kind? I don't know what the viability of being a resume writer is, but if that turns out to actually be something I'm good at and, and I'm not just like overhyping myself here, then I don't know, maybe there's something there. Folks, I'm out of time. Thanks for being here. Cross your fingers for me while we get the interview for Shelby. And until next time, farewell.